We are recording. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of uh, Jesus fucking Christ, a podcast on Elm Street. Um, had a brain fart there for a second. <laughs> uh, this is a kind of a weird episode. It's 11.30 a.m. Um, normally, we do this at night, so I don't know. It feels feels odd. It does. But uh, this is actually our second time recording this episode. The first one kind of bugged out on us, so here we go again. But anyways, uh, it's Mark. Uh, Brooke. And we're joined with Brooke's sister. Hey, what's up? I'm Erin. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Hereditary. Yes. And if you don't know this movie, then, well, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's been up? It's been like oh, a week and a half, I guess, since we all yeah. sat down for it originally. Yeah. I've been having the most fucked up dreams. From this? Yes. Nice. Like, I don't want to, like, say specifically what the dreams are about, but, like, yeah. oh, my God. Definitely because of the movie. That's mm-hmm. 100% for sure. Well, sorry we tainted your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault, Brooke. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple of horror movies. Um, Valentine's Day, watched uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yes. And uh, I told Aaron on the way over here what it's about, and... Uh, I made, I told Mark, like, Friday night, like, okay, you need to watch this movie, because, like, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And Mark watched it, and I think he felt the same as me. Yeah, seriously, if you haven't seen this movie, you gotta get out and watch it. Yeah, it's just, oh my god. Episode? Podcast episode? Uh, Quite possibly. Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be a fun one to cover, Um, for sure. And then Saturday night, um, there's a movie on Shutter that I've been wanting to watch called The Furies, and I know Mark's seen it. And he said I should definitely watch it. He said it's not gore that gory at all, <laughs> but <laughs> there were some parts that really fucked me up. Oh my god! <laughs> like I hate eyeballs, and like there's like one scene, and it's like, oh, I had to hide behind the covers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I really liked like the concept of the movie and like the story, and it's like, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, when you were texting me about it, I was like, oh fuck, what did I do? Because <laughs> I completely forgot about all those like really bad parts. Yeah. But uh, no, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Nice. I've uh, I've been watching a lot actually. I've I've been home from work obviously, so uh, yeah. Um, yesterday morning I watched uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is a movie that's on Shutter. Oh, okay. It's not bad. It's it's some like a Mexican somewhat horror movie. It wasn't like super yeah. scary, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I've seen it on there. Uh, I watched the first two episodes of Lock and Key on Netflix which is uh, Joe Hill's new show. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, so it's pretty cool. Um, watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, you did watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty it. dope. I liked yeah. it. And I watched The Beach Bump with Matthew McConaughey. Not horror, but <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, we watched Tammy and the T-Rex. Um, and then last night, I took... Uh, someone's suggestion and watch 2007's Inside. Um, would not recommend for anybody who has a weak stomach <laughs> or pregnant women. Um, but yeah, it was pretty rough. Not a bad movie, though. And, I forgot, and also on Valentine's Day, I decided to watch an actual romantic movie. Yeah. So I watched uh, To All the Boys I Loved Before, the 
PSI Love You or Still Love You one, the sequel to yeah, it. Yeah, we watched that too. That's Did funny. You? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sarah made me watch that. Yeah. I don't know. I like the first one a lot. And like yeah, the, the, the main was... like Chinese girl like really like her. Yeah. And uh, it was good. Yeah. Have the... you guys watched Parasite? Not yet. Yeah. I've heard okay, a lot you of stuff have. in it. Was it, it. was it good? Yeah. Yeah? Worth it? Yeah. I don't know. I think we should have an episode of it. So yeah? Say too much, but okay. yeah, I'll, I'll let you borrow the it. The trailer doesn't give like anything away. No, no like, I definitely we... go into this movie like blind. Blind. Yeah. But it's it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I still need to watch it. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What about you? Anything? Nothing new, though, honestly, besides having fucked up dreams from Hereditary, (laughs) but um, I'll live. (laughs) Yeah. Watch the, like, live-action Pokemon movie. Nice. Detective Pikachu. Yes, yes. It's actually so funny, like, surprisingly funny. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, whenever they first announced that uh, Ryan Reynolds was going to play the voice, I was like, yeah. He's funny. Yeah, he did good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Made it feel less like a like a kitty yeah. family movie yeah. and yeah. more 100%. like yeah. interesting for older people. Yeah, <laughs> especially fans of the franchise. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the episode. Well, I guess before we start, we'll do the podcast shoutouts. Yes, yeah. once again. Um, so starting off with it's a horror podcast. I always say it. These are our boys. Um, we can talk to them pretty much about anything. They've offered us a lot of guidance throughout the way. Um, great couple of guys. They have an episode up now for um, The Hills Have Eyes, yeah. like the whole franchise. Yes. Um, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, uh, it was good, yeah. It was actually the, one of their few episodes where they're all like together in the room. Yeah. So it was good. I think they're at one of the horror cons down in the States. Uh, next up is We Are Horrified. Um, they're actually on a month long break until sometime in March. I can't remember what the actual date is, but I mean, if you want to get caught up on them, now's your chance. Yeah. Great podcast to listen to. And lastly, we love horror. Uh, they're brand new. They have one episode out. Um, they're going to be recording a couple of episodes coming up and releasing them in like a two week increment because they they can only really record like once a month. Oh, okay. So, but it is what it is. But yeah, check them out too. Uh, and that's it for me. So cue nice. that theme music. And hopefully my kid stops crying. Okay, so like I said in the intro, we are talking about Hereditary today. Um, Starting off with the synopsis, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. Uh, Short and sweet, doesn't Mm -hmm. give anything away. Nope. Uh, Really kind of dumbs down the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 Like if you read that, you would have no idea what actually goes on yeah. Yeah. oh and a disclaimer because we already recorded this before yeah and we said it but i don't watch horror movies so yeah, true take it easy on me if i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. kind of getting an outsider's perspective today yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to convert you though 
<laughs> oh, it's been like what almost two weeks, and I'm still having nightmares. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know how your brains handle all these scary movies you watch. Like, yeah. fuck, man, we're just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <clears throat> um. Okay. So moving on to the cast, we have Tony Collette starting off. Uh, she plays Annie. Um, she's fucking one of the most popular actresses out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in The Sixth Sense, uh, Krampus, which we did an episode on back in December. Um, Velvet Buzzsaw, Knives Out, and like a fucking boatload of other movies. Yeah, she's amazing. She yeah. is such a good distraught like woman. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> she's so good. Her scream is like insane. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually watched Knives Out not too long ago too. But she's in the yeah. yeah. I didn't get the hype. Really, it I was, haven't seen it yet. It was but good, but I mean, loves it, but yeah, I'll it was, watch it. Yeah, it was all right, but I don't know. I liked Ready or Not better because they kind of both mm-hmm. came out around the same time. But anyways, uh, Gabriel Byrne plays Steve. Uh, he was in The Usual Suspects, Stigmata, End of Days, and Assault on Precinct Thirteen. So he's got quite a few horrors under his belt too. Um, nice. I didn't name them all off, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, he's got some good ones. Uh, next is Alex Wolf, who played Peter, which is uh, Annie and Steve's son. Um, he was in My Friend Dahmer, the Jumanji remake and the sequel to the remake, uh, The House of Tomorrow, and I think it was Nickelode- Nickelodeon's Naked Brothers Band. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, whenever we recorded before, you said... Yeah, he, so he was in uh, The Fault in Our Stars, right. which is like a book turned into a really mm-hmm. good movie. Yeah. And then he was also in with Cara Delevingne. God, you said you knew this one too. Paper Towns. Yes, Paper yeah, Towns. Right. Yeah, so I knew those two, like kind of girly teen romance. Yeah, I've movies. only seen him in the Jumanji movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him in anything else. I don't even remember him in the Jumanji movie. No, me either. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like remember because like I watched Hereditary before and just yeah. remember his like little bowl thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, recognizable. And then lastly, we have Millie Shapiro who plays Charlie. Um, sh- this is her only movie. Uh, she's had a brief stint in um, Broadway, but I, that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. to be honest. She's a good, creepy character. And, uh, she does. Very... Since the last time we, we recorded this, I got back into the show um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And like main villain lady off that is actually Joan. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's really wild. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, just laugh. <laughs> we watched the first season of it and i kind of lost interest in it i don't know why because it was good but yeah i just, I just took just, a break from it yeah in between seasons just because it's like so fucked up like, yeah it's hard to watch i could i mean i could see it actually happening at some point yeah i think it's one of those movies or shows um so hereditary was directed by uh the one and only ari aster it's his first movie out of two so far that he's done. Um, mm-hmm. So he's obviously done this and Midsummer, which we did our first episode <laughs> on. Um, so it's nice that we've kind of come back to him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's got going on in the future, but I know I'm excited for whatever yeah. it's going to be. And like uh, he had, he had said too that Hereditary is not even like he hasn't considered a horror movie. He yeah. considers it a family drama. Yeah. And then Midsummer is a horror movie. Yeah. Which is like kind of backwards to me i don't know yes yeah. i find hereditary a lot more scary than midsummer yeah 100 percent. did you watch it yet midsummer, midsummer? No. no no not yet alan still has it oh right yeah, yeah he still hasn't even watched it yet <laughs> he was over here yesterday he was talking about it i listened to your podcast on it though and like it actually sounds really yeah, yeah. Fucking good. yeah, yeah i do like it yeah 
it's way less scary than this. Like, I don't think. I feel like I'll be less scarred because I listened to your podcast. I'll kind of be like waiting for the messed up parts (laughs) to happen. (laughs) And like, I find in that it's more like gore than anything, like not even like gore, but like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Yeah. Like there's no jump scares or anything, you know? Okay. We'll move on to the movie discussion. All right. Brooke. Uh, Spoiler warning. (laughs) (laughs) um all right so it opens up with uh the obituary of uh ellen taper lee 78 she passed away after a prolonged illness at her daughter annie's house on april 3rd 2018 Uh, she's the beloved wife of the late martin lee devoted mother of annie lee graham and the late charles lee uh cherished grandmother of peter graham and charlie graham she was also survived by her son-in-law, Dr. Stephen Graham. She will be missed. And it just has uh, funeral uh, dates and stuff like that. Apparently, guys do not live long in this family. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. So uh, it opens up with the look of the treehouse outside. The camera is in Annie's workshop where she um, builds miniatures for, like, art galleries and stuff like that. And, like, this whole, like, miniatures thing, like, plays a big part in, like, this movie. Yeah. She's very um, good at it, too. Yeah, it's really cool. So the camera pans onto a, ho- a miniature house, and there's a particular room that it is. Um, it, like, zooms in, and then, like, Peter is laying there, and uh, Steve, the father, comes in and asks him um, if his sister slept in her room last night. Uh, she didn't. She slept in the treehouse. And, um, like, this shot, like, the way it, like, moves into, like, the like fake house into the real house is like so cool mm-hmm. yeah and you don't really it. see the transition where they switch it yeah, yeah. it's just like Lenny. one full shot yeah so um at annie's mother's wake ellen lee um she annie says that she was very private according to annie um and like how she had like lots of friends but annie didn't really know much about her personal life at all mm-hmm. um and Charlie, the daughter, she's like at the casket looking at uh, her grandmother. She's like eating chocolate. And um, uh, Ellen Lee has like a necklace on that uh, Annie has on as well. Yeah. And uh, that comes into play a little bit, like the symbol that's on it. The chocolate eating is like, Bizarre. for whatever reason, a big part of the movie, too. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't understand yeah. what it's. And she's eating a chocolate it. bar, like how people don't. Does anybody actually bite into a chocolate bar? Like, I break the pieces that's off. true yeah like that yeah if it's got pieces was grinding like that. my gears yeah. i was like who just munches into a chocolate <laughs> bar like that that's like and, some cartoon uh, yeah <laughs> and then steve comes up through and asks her like hey is, is there nuts in that and mm-hmm. then she says no so mm-hmm. we find out that she's allergic to the nuts um and she's at like the gas the casket and uh there's like a weird guy at the end of it just like smiling at her and uh he shows up at the end of the movie um doing the same kind of weird thing <laughs> he almost looks like an old man nazi punk kind of yeah guy like he's got like weird <laughs> yeah. hair and yeah um so charlie's making that infamous uh, clicking sound with her tongue and uh, she's drawing in her book um so i think like from the beginning charlie is possessed like right from the beginning she's like not charlie at all yeah um doing weird weird stuff yeah <laughs> yeah um so then they're back at the house and none of the family are really sad from the passing of ellen charlie was her favorite um uh annie's telling charlie this like in her room like 
Charlie's like kind of sad. Yeah, Charlie's like the only one that's kind of really yeah. affected. But by to it. me, she didn't even really seem sad. She kind of just seemed freaked out, like yeah. really worried. Yeah, in that's like a, true. In like an odd way, because even yeah. when they're laying in the bed, she's like, "I'm sure you're about to get to this part," but when yeah. she's like, "Who's gonna take care of me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like it's so weird yeah. to say that after yeah. your grandma passes. Yeah, like you still have yeah. the rest of your and family. Then, like, yeah, he's like, well, I'll take care. Of you. Like, yeah, he's like, well, dad or um, uh, son's name again, Peter. Peter, yeah, yeah. will look after you. So like Charlie's like kind of like not saying anything and being like kind of like quiet. And then on uh, her wall, it has like a word Satan-y written on it, and. So Satan-y, it's a word used in necromancy. Um, it's also the words that are spoken in the movie later on. So Satan-y and Zazas are necromancy summoning summoning words. And then Liftoch pandemonium uh, essentially means open up for all demons. So basically it's the words to call the demon out, which is yeah. payment in this movie. Yeah, and you see these words kind of written on the walls throughout the movie like yeah mm-hmm. I don't know, like in different like foreshadowing yeah yeah, yeah. I thought so fuck off Siri <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> that's never happened before Siri thought we were talking to her <laughs> alright continue um, alright so then Annie's in her like <laughs> shop and she's going through her mom's boxes she finds a letter in it and the letter says my darling, dear, beautiful Annie, forgive me all the things I could not tell you. Please don't hate me and try not to despair your losses. You'll see in the end that they were worth it. Our sacrifice will pale next to the rewards. Love, Mommy. Um, and then she just crumples it up, basically, and like acts like she doesn't see it, yeah. which yeah. is like, if I got yeah. a note like that from my mom, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, yeah like, losses. She, and like... <laughs> This whole movie could like be so different if she just like kept looking through her shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like open the other books that she finds at the end. Because it yeah. seems like she does know what's going on, but like there's a part of her brain that's like switched it off, mm-hmm. or she's also possessed. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't really tell yeah. throughout the whole movie. So um so she was to leave the room and then she looks in the corner, her mom's in the corner. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> um and I'd she say. she like turns the light on, then like it she like disappears um she has a model of her and her mom like together um and then i think it's the one where like alan's like on the bed and has like charlie yeah in her like holding her and yeah. then like annie's like over top like stealing no it's the other it's the other way around annie's in the bed with charlie and oh, okay alan is the one that's standing above her and did you notice what she's doing she's trying to take her no she's trying to breastfeed her Oh. She's got her boob out. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. She's yeah. trying to take her while well, she's yeah, breastfeeding. Yeah, them. yeah. The grandma. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which was weird. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of goes to the to the theme of it, where, um, uh, fuck. Annie was saying that Alan was like always trying to take her. Take yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in the way of it or mm-hmm. something. Um. So Charlie is like making like this toy thing, like kind of I don't know. She's like building building them like throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And then like they end up at the ritual in the end. Yeah. And like I don't know if it's like it's all just like garbage that she's kind of putting yeah. together. It's like it looks little, like little like, voodoo dolls. Yeah, or yeah something. Like voodoo dolls yeah. or like statues. I don't know. It must be like a part of the final ritual. It's just another creepy characteristic of mm-hmm. Charlie too. Yeah. Is what kind of kid, yeah. kid does that? And like that. she's doing this in class too. Yeah. Um so then a bird <laughs> flies into the classroom window 
and then like the like bell rings and then Charlie like looks at like the desk of like this like the camera like just like zooms in like on this pair of scissors mm -hmm. and then she's like outside and she like grabs the the bird and like just cuts its head off yeah while eating a chocolate bar <laughs> while eating a chocolate bar um and then like puts the like bird head like in her pocket yeah and then like an old lady across the street's like staring at her and then like waves at her yeah so like was that joan no no it wasn't, it wasn't joan. Joan. No, i think it's a different lady yeah okay. yeah but like charlie's also <laughs> been like wearing the same clothes throughout the whole movie besides at the funeral that's true yeah. like yeah. she's wearing these clothes whenever she wakes up from in the tree house yeah like, one morning too yeah so um Annie goes into Ellen's old room and there's like a triangle on the floor. It's like kind of the same triangle that we see like throughout the movie a couple mm -hmm. more times. Yeah. So I don't know like why it's like on the floor. I don't know. Weird. Well, I think it's part of a ritual. Well, yeah. And the whole thing with payment is like the try, like there's three things, right? Right. Was right, it not? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember from our discussion before. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, there's three things that they have to get. Yeah. But then I don't know, like, yeah. I think it was all set up on purpose, though, to go along with trying to make Heyman go into whoever yeah. the fuck's body. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So then she asked Steve if he went into the room because the door was open. He says he didn't. Then, like, they locked the door. Then the graveyard um, place calls, uh, calls Steve and tells him that her grave was desecrated. It's only been a week since she died. And then he doesn't tell Annie this, I don't think. No, he pays or plays it off as uh, there's like a money issue or something. Like, yeah. Or like a payment issue or something. Yeah. So then Annie says she's going to the movies, but she's actually going to like a grievance uh, group. This theme kind of bothered me a little bit too. Like she's constantly going to the movies. Yeah. Like does he not ever once think like what she actually do i think doing. he clues in later well he on. does later on after she's yeah. gone like three or four times yeah. but yeah. it's like i don't know or it doesn't suggest ever like oh i'll go with you yeah or exactly. something like that what movie yeah. did you see yeah like don't talk <laughs> about it at all afterwards <laughs> um so then she's at like the grievance girl the grievance <clears throat> group and she starts talking about how her mom just died um her brother was a schizophrenic and he hung himself. Um, the dad uh, kind of like went crazy and so killed the, himself. So the dad had um, like depression, like manic depression, and yeah. he starved himself to death. Right. Yeah. But um, she was saying too that the brother hung himself because um, he wanted to save himself from the voices or something. Yeah, because Alan was trying to put people into him. Yeah, yeah. He was saying people are trying to put stuff in him, yeah. people into him. Um, so then uh, she wouldn't let Ellen Lee around Peter at all until Charlie was born, and then Ellen allowed her to see Charlie. Mm -hmm. So, like... You have to wonder what happened, like, yeah. to make her change her mind all of a sudden, why she could see yeah. Charlie and she couldn't see Peter. Well, it's... Because Charlie was a girl. Yeah. Do you think, though? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Because Payman, well, we'll get to it towards the end, but Payman needs a male host yeah. in order to be, like, yeah. his full strength. And yeah. Charlie, we forgot to mention that, too, whenever Charlie's in the bed right after the funeral, mm -hmm. she says to Annie, like, oh, she just wanted me to be a boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true, yeah. That. And I think Annie knew that something else made, she kind of, like, believed her brother a bit, I think. Yeah. So I think she knew that Peter 
play would have gone that way too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, where was I? So Annie feels blamed for her death. Um, and then it cuts to Peter. He's in his room smoking, looking at the careers. And then like someone's in the woods, just like watching him. You can't see who it is. You just see the breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Charlie's building another gadget in her room. And then like a weird light kind of like shines through the room. And then like, it's like a little bubble that goes to the window. And uh, I believe that's Paymon that's like guiding her to where he wants her to, her to go. Yeah. Pretty much. So then she's outside and she's like carrying the bird's head from earlier. Creepily though. Yeah, like she's creepily, walking yeah. like really slow, mm-hmm. like holding yeah. it outwards. Yeah. yeah. Almost like a sacrifice. And her, like her of... sock feet. Yeah, yeah. She has no shoes on. Um, and then she's like walking towards like a field kind of, and there's like a old lady. I think it's Ellen Lee. Yeah, Maybe. I think so. But she's like sitting down, like a like kind of like a rain of fire. Mm-hmm. And she's really white, right? Like she's wearing a white outfit. Her hair yeah. is really, really white. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of fire. Yeah, bizarre. And then she's like, oh, she's like getting closer, and then like Annie comes out and is like grabs her and is like, "What are you doing? Like you can't be out here, like with your no shoes on." Yeah. Um, Another so thing then, too, I've, we forgot to mention, like every time Charlie like kind of gets in shit, she's always just like, "It's okay." Or it'll be fine, or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. She said something like that. Yeah. Like she said in the treehouse when uh, Steve mm-hmm. went to wake her up, and she says it again here too. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's, it's okay. Weird. I'll be okay. Yeah. Something. something like that. Yeah, it's true. So then uh, Annie brings her into the house, and she's <clears> gonna make Charlie go to the pe- the party with Peter. Um, and then later that night on the way, and neither of them want that to happen. Like Charlie no. doesn't want to go. Peter doesn't yeah. want to bring her because Peter's yeah. lying and saying it's like a graduation a barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and who wants to bring their little sister to? Yeah, exactly. and one little sister wants to go yeah. and yeah. hang out with a bunch of older kids. Like, yeah, no, leave me alone. Like, like what's your age difference? Four, and it yeah. would have been years, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. like you're school. in grade twelve, you're in yeah. basically grade eight. Exactly, like, yeah. it's different yeah. once you grow up and you're out of school. But yeah. when you're in school, the, like those four years, it's like a big difference in like yeah. maturity, like all of that. Yeah. yeah. So then, on the way to the party, um, they pass by uh, a telephone pole, and uh, they have Paymon symbol on it, which is on Annie and Ellen Lee's necklace that mm-hmm. they're both wearing. It's very subtle too. Like you it wouldn't is. notice it. I think it the if... first time I watched it, like in the theaters, like I couldn't, I could see the telephone pole yeah. for a brief second, but I couldn't see the symbol. No. On it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Peter is talking to a girl from class and he asks her to smoke weed. He tells Charlie to stay and get some chocolate cake. Um, she eats it. So she has a severe aller- allergic reaction to nuts. Because um, when you fr- when they first go into the party, it pans in on these two girls chopping yeah. up like tons of walnuts, yeah. just tons of walnuts. Yeah. So you can already assume that's not going to be in the chocolate cake, and nobody knows. Yeah. And this chick that Peter's talking to, she's kind of like does a dick move. She's like, "Hey, do you have any weed?" And he's like, "Well, yeah." She's like, "Okay, let's go." Yeah. He thinks it's just going to be the two of them because oh, he yeah, likes yeah. her. Yeah. And they get into this room, and she's like, "Hey, Peter has weed." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Peter's in there smoking weed, and um, Charlie eats some cake, and then she like takes like one bite, pretty much, and then like starts feeling weird, drink, mm-hmm. drink some water, but nothing's happening, and she's like sitting by herself and like making the gadget again. Yeah. Um, and then Peter's in the room, and I think it's Annie calling her, but it might be 
like Charlie using Annie's phone, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't answer it. And then uh, Charlie comes into the room and she's like, she says her throat is like getting bigger. Yeah. And uh, so then Peter like drives her to the hospital. They like rush out and they're she's like, freaking out in the back. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she can't, can't breathe, breathe at all. Um, so they're driving and then she like can't, she can't breathe at all. So she like rolls down like the window and then like sticks like half her body out of the window and trying to breathe. And like Peter, like keeps looking back, like get in, get in the car, get in the car. What are you doing? It's yeah. going to be, he keeps saying it's going to be okay, Charlie. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be okay, Charlie. And then like, he like turns back around. There's like a dead animal on the road, like right there. So he swerves out of the way and then just bam. Fucking Charlie gets her head taken off. Decapitation, <laughs> yeah. though. And it's the telephone pole where the symbol that we've seen on the necklaces yeah. was. Yeah. Right yeah. where the dead animal was. So you're yeah. already kind of thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, someone definitely put that animal there. And it happens so fast, you it don't did. even understand what's going to happen. So, yeah. like, I have been having nightmares <laughs> about people's heads being decapitated, my dog's heads being decapitated. <laughs> Nobody's got heads. And I know it's because of this scene in the movie. I couldn't even hide under the sheets quick enough for me to not see what happened. It was it was insane. Yeah, this part <laughs> is so crazy. Like, you don't see it in nowhere and, like, because, like, the first or second time you watch it, you're so shocked that you don't even think about all the little hints. Yeah. That are, like, in that one part, like, yeah. the dead animal, like, okay, didn't, how to show up right at the exact spot. Where the pool is, yeah. And then, yeah. So. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I don't know. I wouldn't swerve that much for a fucking Girl, road, like, road kill, like. But also, if you know your no. sister's head is out that side, yeah, I don't yeah. know, dude. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to, to say. say what you'd yeah. be like in that situation. But like, I know me. Like, if there's roadkill on the like on the road, I'm not fucking swerving right up to the shoulder to miss it. Like, no, I'm not getting in an accident. I don't think. I usually no. try to like like straddle it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like put it in between my. Cars. If it was on like that road, I'd probably go to the left, like another way. Or, yeah. 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 No cars at all. Especially if you're see. looking back seeing your sister out that side. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. go that way or she's gone out. Oh, I don't know. That was wild, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> fucked up. Um, so her head's gone. She's her. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. Her, uh, her body's still like in the, in the car and like Peter's like. He stopped. At he just morning. stopped and like. Staring. He's staring and like, he's like kind of crying a bit. But he's like so in such in a shock, shock that yeah. he just can't do anything. He's like kind of here. He slowly like looks back, doesn't he? Like no, he looks the into the rear, rear, view, rear view, yeah. but not even like yeah. fully. Like there's no way he would have seen yeah. it all. Yeah. Um, and again, he says, "You're okay." Or, it's gonna be okay, okay Charlie. Yeah, something like that. Um. So yeah. And then so, slowly drives. Yeah, he slowly drives away. Um. I thought. Alex Wolf like did like such a good job in this movie. Yeah, like yeah, even compared did. to Tony Collette, just looking so distraught and like yeah messed up because he displayed like the same emotions as Tony Collette did, yeah. like almost just as well. And it's later so on, true. like when they have that argument, like it's later on we're we're gonna talk about it, but like at the kitchen table, yeah, like, that yeah. argument that they have yeah. is fucking amazing. Crazy. Yeah, you just steal it from both sides. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Peter just drives back home. Um. He goes right to bed. Actually, he like walks up, and then like you hear Annie say like, "Oh, thank God, they're they're both they made it home." Yeah. And then like Peter just goes to bed, and the camera's like on his face, and he's just 
lying there like wide awake mm-hmm. and then the next morning it's like the exact same shot but daytime and he's still in the same state did the camera leave his face during that time no I it just, it I'm just like sure went just swapped to over. Yeah. yeah and so this part was kind of like one of the more disturbing parts for me because like the rest yeah. of it was kind of just gory mm-hmm. but for this part like you you really mm-hmm. felt all the emotion that like is 100%. they're leading up to and yeah. through this whole scene it feels yeah. like it never ends mm-hmm. and like I feel like it's more effective because um, you don't actually see Tony Collette. It's just yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Peter's face. So we'll get into it. So basically, Peter's there lying. Then you hear Annie talking to Steve. She's like, "Okay, hey, gonna go to the store. I'll be right back." And then like you hear like all the noises. Like you hear her like go outside, close the door, and then like hear her walking to the car. Keys and shaking. Keys shaking, and then she like opens the door, gets it, and closes. It, and you just hear like this like screech. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's like blood curdling. Yeah, it is. devastating. And she obviously sees. Yeah, and like it makes you feel like the emotions that much more because it's on Peter the whole time, mm-hmm. and like his eyes are just wet. And yeah, yeah, and like you wonder if like he can hear her or if he's just like still in so much shock that he yeah. just doesn't feel yeah. or hear anything so the scene starts to like swap here and they like go get the head and stuff but throughout this whole like scene swapping it's yeah. still like her crying yeah. like so emotionally yeah. hard yeah, and different go, screams yeah. and crying and saying different things yeah and shows so, her in the bedroom at one point like hunched over yeah yeah so then yeah it shows charlie's head and it's like covered in bugs and shit she goes and gets it yeah, right? it's fucking gross yeah. I don't, does she go and get it i think the mom runs over she's screaming is she not and she's like ah and like grab like picks the head up no no, no are you no, sure no that, that's i think you're dreaming dreams. about that really that's one of your dreams that's are you definitely sure? one of your yeah, dreams that yeah. did not happen they, yeah. they definitely swap over to the head and in daylight yeah and that's yeah oh yeah. Do, yeah. Right? yeah yeah okay no it's the like cult like we'll get into it but they go back and get the head oh obviously. okay and, yeah for the, okay. End of the movie um so yeah it's like the next day i think or the same day and Annie's like in her room and like Steve's like fire and she's just like on the floor, like hunched over, like screaming and crying and like, oh, it's hard to listen to. And she's like inconsolable. She's like, I just want to die. I just need to die. And like, she's like still screaming and crying. And then like the camera like slowly pans over to like outside of the room and in the hallway. And it's like dark. And you just see Peter just stand there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. So, um, so then Annie's like sleeping in the treehouse just like Charlie did. Peter is at school and he's smoking weed with his friends under the bleachers. And then he starts like have a reaction to something. And like all of his friends are like laughing, but like Peter's like just in that state of mind where he's mm-hmm. just not. He's like having anything. a panic attack. Yeah. Which you would think. He's having like a panic attack. And then like he starts saying that his throat is like getting bigger. Yeah. Um, Which is what Charlie said. Yeah. Yeah. So then, it, like, he's, like, starts crying. He's, like, oh, hold my hand, man. Mm-hmm. He's, like, it hurts or whatever. Yeah. So this is kind of, like, the tipping point for where shit starts to get, like, real fucked yeah. up, yeah. too. Yeah. So I think, like, Paymon is, like, going, like, starting to go into his body. <clears throat> yeah, I he's think. fucking with people. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so then Peter gets back home on his bike and then, like, and he's sitting in the car at home and then Peter like drops his bike and then he's just like staring at the doorway and like he's like scared to go inside yeah. and then Annie is just in the car and then like Peter goes in and she just drives off 
Um, and she says nothing, which is no. so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, A, why the fuck are you sending your teenage son to school right yeah. after killing his sister? Yeah. yeah. And then you see him being so distraught and nobody's trying to pay any attention yeah. to Peter. Yeah. Not like, not even his doctor dad. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe no. we should be sending him to um, an intensive therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, been so no like, I don't know. <laughs> there's been no interaction between Peter and anybody except his buddies at school. Yeah. yeah. Since yeah. he's just been getting stoned mm-hmm. at his mind. Yeah. So Annie is going to the grievance group again, um, but she decides not to go in. She meets um, a lady named Joan outside whose son and grandson both uh, died. They drowned like I think it was like a couple months ago or something yeah, like that. Four she or five said. months ago. Um, so then she gives Annie her number. But like she runs out in front of Annie's car and like stops. Yeah, her. like it wasn't yeah. like a like a accidental bump in. Kind no, of no, she, she how, like hails her down. Yeah. She's like throwing her hands up, yeah. running yeah. at her. <laughs> Joan really wants to get her attention. I would never yeah. stop for somebody like that. I'd be no. like, okay, no. I don't know who you are. <laughs> um, so then it's like later that night, they're Annie and Steve are laying in bed, and then like Steve finally like tries to have sex with Anne or something. Like does like the tries to be like classic, intimate with her. Yeah, like yeah. puts his arm over. Yeah. yeah. Um but then she like gets up and she like grabs a blanket and she's like, I'll be right back. And then Steve's like, No, you're not. You you grabs a blanket, you're going outside. Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, I can't sleep or whatever. This is it. And he's like, Okay, well, if you get cold, come inside. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going out to the treehouse. Um, and then Peter is in his room, and then he 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 thinks he sees something into the room, like kind of like not the clicking noise at this one, but something. I think he sees like something behind the chair. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, Charlie sitting in the chair, but then yeah, like you look closer or something. It's, like I don't think he flicked a light on or anything. No, it's but just it's just like something clothes. Or yeah. Something, yeah, and this is the part when he's looking out the window too and sees the treehouse, isn't it? With all the heat lamps, he might. Yeah, he might see. I think. Is he looking at it, or does the camera just show it out there? The camera might show it. Yeah, out there, maybe they just assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we know that it's like that. You can see it. Yeah, yeah. which looks really cool. Like the shade of red that yeah, they use for the lights and the windows. Yeah, it does look really cool. It's really creepy. So then the next day, Annie calls Joan, and then she's going to visit mm-hmm. her. Um, Joan's welcome mat is the same ones her mom used to make, and then I don't know how Annie isn't like. Clicking two and two it. together yeah. yeah so then nanny's describing when she saw charlie's body it's like pretty graphic like she's saying like the blood was like so so thick it was like tar yeah and she's been sitting there for so long yeah yeah i can imagine so then joan like asks about peter and like i don't think Annie ever mentioned peter to joan no no which is like kind of odd like, yeah because what, what was her question was it like, what's, what's your how's relationship he... with your son yeah, I think she asked what's or it was how, how are you doing and then she says like, yes, how is how has Peter been or like how is your relationship with Peter? Cuz that like, that took me off guard. I was like, how would yeah. you ask somebody such an intimate personal yeah. question? Yeah. But I think Annie mentioned having a son during that story, but I don't think she said his name. Yeah. But was Joan at that first one though? I don't think she was. Well, she said she, she was. Said she, she said she was. She said yeah. Yeah. That's true. But I don't know. Who knows? Either yeah. way, creepy shit happens yeah. in this yeah. conversation. <laughs> it's like red flags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't trust Joan. <laughs> so then Annie tells her the story about how she sleepwalks. And whenever Peter and Charlie were younger, they slept in the same room. And she covered herself, Peter, and Charlie in paint thinner. 
and then she lit a match and she woke up and when she lit the match it also woke peter up and like that's so fucked up yeah could you fucking imagine waking up to that my god no (laughs) so then annie is in her workshop and she's remodeling charlie's death scene which is like super fucked up and like steve comes in and is like like he's shocked he's like yeah like what, what are you, you doing? doing like if peter sees that he's gonna be so upset then she's like so someone be like a neutral neutral view of the accident yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's like super graphic like she even like had her little head like there on the ground it's yeah like, wow. it's just showing that she has absolutely no compassion for her son whatsoever no, yeah because no, no, no. the dad's yeah. like it doesn't matter if it's a neutral viewpoint he killed his sister yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this is the dinner scene. They're like having dinner together and a huge fight between Annie and Peter happens. Um, yeah, like all Peter. Peter yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It's <laughs> <laughs> Canadian, eh? So, uh, <laughs> so Peter like tells Steve like, oh, this is really good, dad. Yeah. And then like Annie like just like Stops. makes like, <sighs> and like her face just like, she's like, just seems so disgusted that Peter like is talking. Yeah. And, like, Peter is, like, do you have something to say? And, like, Annie's, like, no, I would have something to say. And then Peter's, like, well, it just seems like you have really have something you want to say. Yeah. And then, like, they just, like, get, get into it hard. And, like, Steve's just there trying to be the mediator between them. The fact that like, this movie, like, didn't get any nominations whatsoever. Like, even based on this scene alone. Yeah. Like, the acting is yeah. just fucking top notch you yeah. feel the emotion like she oh, gets yeah. up just really screaming do. she yeah. didn't hold back one bit yeah, and it no. was intense too she's like screaming and then and then um and she, they go from says, not having any interactions yeah. really to this yeah it's intense yeah and she like basically says no one takes accountability for things they've done yeah and then peter says like he drops the mic and is like uh charlie didn't want to go to that party yeah, yeah. who made her go yeah, yeah. and then yeah shit goes nuts <laughs> and he looks terrified though of her too and like yeah, all yeah. the scenes like you can just feel like how scared he is at this yeah. moment mm-hmm. yeah um so then annie is leaving to get art supplies and uh joan is there um she tells her about the seance she went to and how she talked to her grandson well it's another thing too like we miss the foreshadowing part of that too because yeah. early on it shows their mail slot and someone slips yes. the open seance pamphlet yeah. into that. Yeah. And she's loading her chalkboard into her car. Yeah. Out yeah. of the fucking cart. Here. Which I didn't notice, but you guys did. Yeah. 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 But, Which is important for like a little bit yeah. down the road. Yeah, for the next part. Yeah. So um, Annie goes to Jones to kind of witness this. Um, she's really skeptical of it. Like She is, she yeah. Goes, yeah. So then like they have a cop and then joan gets louie to like move the cop and annie like kind of freaked out a bit who's louie oh the grandson sorry yeah <laughs> dick <laughs> so yeah joan's grandson died is yes what, yeah is so yeah. louie is supposed to be her grandson that yeah. she's trying to connect with during a seance exactly um so then she like gets a chalkboard out she's like oh louie i brought your your chalkboard and this is why it's important. So she says that you have to have an object that connects that this spirit has a physical connection yeah. within this world. Yeah. And so when you're thinking she just puts a fucking chalkboard in yeah. the store, yeah. it's already kind of foreshadowing. Like yeah. this is kind of weird. Yeah. So then she gets him to write, um, I love you grandma on the chalkboard. And then like Annie freaks out 
and I'll sleep. And then, like, I think we talked about this the last time, but um, Louis doesn't exist. It's just Paymon that she yeah. summoned. Yeah. Pretty much. And one, I can't remember which one of you guys mentioned it, but, like, the way that it was written, it kind of looked yeah, like his Aaron symbol. Did. Was that you? That's yeah, that? so yeah. it's just because the way that it's written, like, he doesn't lift the chocolate at all. It does look like the symbol, but then I'm like, maybe that was just, like, me yeah. breaching. Yeah. But that, to me, I, I instantly thought, like, that really looks like the other symbol that we yeah. saw before, even if it wasn't exact. Like, the, sh- kind the shape of, weird. of it, kind of. Yeah, yeah that yeah. made me feel like that was part of maybe the ritual, was that being drawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, as Amy's leaving, Joan's, like, saying that, um that he didn't choke that charlie isn't dead that she isn't gone so basically like she's saying like you charlie didn't kill her too yeah, right like charlie is inside yeah uh, peter pretty much mm-hmm. um and then annie freaks out and leaves and then she's like in the car and then like the clicking sound happens yeah so i think either paymon they summon paymon there and paymon is with annie yeah in the car and she's really adamant whenever um, Annie's leaving, Joan is very adamant saying, like, all your family members need to be in the house if you do yeah. the seance. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because Joan was alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think it's because Joan isn't, like, part of the family. But then she's then... just, like, guiding them to get... But, it... but she brought her grandson back, so you'd think that she would need her daughter. And I think that because she got Annie to help her with it, I think... It was Annie that brought her, what brought Paymon back. My take on it is like, so that whenever she summons Paymon into her house, yeah, he can go that, into the people that uh, um, Peter's there. Okay, like right. to make sure that Peter's yeah. there, so that there's no like, yeah, yeah, n- no case where like he's at school whenever they do it or something True. like that. I don't okay, know. that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then it's later that night. Everyone's sleeping. Annie wakes up, and there's. Ants crawling on the bed from the window, and they're going like down the hall to Peter's room. Oh, this part was fucked up. Too. <laughs> it was really fucked up. So then Annie gets up and she's like walking from the ants, and um, Peter's like laying in bed, and there's like ants crawling over over him, like crawling out of his mouth, like on his eyes. It's not it's even like, a little bit of ants though. Like it's yeah, like it's, you're yeah, dead if this lot. is happening to yeah. you. Yeah. And this was kind of cool to me because I watched the trailer right before I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm a big trailer fan. I think they're so fucking cool. And I thought they did such a good job connecting the trailer to scary parts in the movie because yeah. you're just waiting for all these crazy parts to be happening throughout yeah. the movie, but they don't really happen until yeah. the very yeah. end. So you're like on your toes the whole time. Like, oh my God, like, is this going to yeah. be the scene? And this is one of them where you're like, holy shit, here yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of scenes in this movie too that are like, that are similar. You yes. know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you see Peter you in his room toes. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Or in the classroom. Like, yeah. You guys listening, I've like watched the trailer. You see him constantly yeah. in the classroom, constantly in yeah. his bed. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's crazy. So then, um, Peter wakes up and Annie is sleepwalking. And, um, then she says that she never wanted to be his mother. And then she like covers her mouth um like she didn't mean to say it kind of yeah thing. she's like kind of shocked that she said it yeah, yeah. and then she and keeps then, word vomiting yeah. like i meant to have an yeah abortion. And peter's like what and then like she says that her mom forced her to have him um she tried multiple times to have a miscarriage but nothing worked whatever the doctor said don't do she did and then they're like peter's like kind of crying like what are you talking about and then like it like cuts to like annie and she's like covered in like 
she's wet. And yeah. it's like you see it like dripping, like yeah. slowly everybody starts getting more wet and wet yeah. and wet. So it's like is she sleeping? Know, yeah. What's happening? If it's like the paint thinner or if it's just like there's wet. Yeah. And then like they're like screaming at each other and uh Peter's covered like he's wet as well. It's like super intense. Yeah, he's scream crying too. Yeah, yeah. And then um flicks to her. Yeah, and he wakes Steve and Peter up to try and talk to Charlie to show them what. No, no, she's a big part. Yeah. So it flicks to her, and she's holding a match again. Oh, and then all of a sudden she wakes up, and she's Peter screaming, and she's like, "What? Like, what are you doing?" Yeah. And he doesn't understand that she's like, "You're, you're just in here screaming at me, right?" That's the part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does happen again later too, like behind the bed. Never. Yeah. Yeah. But that part does happen. Like she snaps out of it. And that's how she snapped out of it whenever she actually tried to kill them with the paint thinner too. Like she lit the match and the woke match. her up. Yeah. But it's like kind of the referencing same, that's that's same right. thing's gonna happen. Yeah. So then um so yeah, any wakes uh Steve and Peter up to try and talk to Charlie to show them what Joan did. Steve doesn't want to, but Peter is willing to try it, which I was surprised about. Yeah. Charlie moves the glass. Um well before that, um they're like all holding the glass and like Peter, he can feel feel the air getting like bigger. Tight, he says. Tight, tight, he says. Tight. Yeah. And like Steve's like, I don't feel anything. Then like, he, like the glass moves, and um, then Annie's gonna get Charlie to draw in her book. Steve's getting angry. Peter's like freaking out. And then, like the candle, like lights up like crazy, and then like it's like a fucking flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. though. it's like insane. And then Annie's Annie's like taken over by charlie of Paimon, and she starts talking with charlie's voice which is like so weird and creepy creepy. yeah Yeah. oh and so um not alex peter sorry yeah yeah so peter's like freaking out like i don't like this dad dad i don't like this you hear that kind of like in the background the whole time and then like annie or charlie is like mommy mommy what's going on like yeah she sounds really scared yeah and then the book is getting drawn in at the same time um I don't think yeah. it is. At this is it not? It might be. I don't know. Fuck, it's been yeah, too long, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so then Steve throws water in her face to snap her out of it, and then she goes back to being Annie. She doesn't remember what happened at all. Um, and Peter's just sobbing into his dad, like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 So then the next day, Peter's back in class again. After like, all what this the fuck? This poor kid, man. <laughs> Um, and then, like, the light shows up and, like, it guides him to, like, a glass beside his desk and he, like, looks over. I couldn't even watch this part because I was on edge, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I was on edge. Yeah, so he like, looks into it and then there's, like, just himself, like, smiling back, like, super creepily. Oh. That's so good. So then he, like, gets up and says he has to go to the bathroom. Um, Steve is calling Annie, tells her that Peter went crazy at school, says someone is inside of him. Then Annie's like at in her workshop, and uh, the art gallery calls her and just says, "Hey, like we're sorry, but what's happened? If you need anything from us, let us know." And then like they mention like, "Hey, if you want us to extend the date, um, let us know." And then she like smashes the chair by accident, and then she just like goes crazy. Yeah, she smashes her workshop pretty much. Self sabotage. Yep. When she like snaps out of that and like sees that mess, like I can just picture like, oh fuck, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like 
what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> so then Annie hears scribbling. Um, she goes to Charlie's room and the book is on her bed and this is where like the pages are turning and we see that in the book it's Peter with like crying and doing different faces with his eyes scratched in. Yeah. yeah. Then um, Peter is sleeping at night and he wakes up from the clicking noise in his room. He sees Charlie standing there and then like her head falls off and turns into a ball. The part's it's fucking really creepy, creepy though. Yeah, it is. Like you're not expecting it because the yeah. rest of the flashes, it's just like the grandma or it's just yeah. Charlie. And then this one, you're like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. So then the dog is at the door and he's like growling and whining. Um, and then someone grabs Peter's head from behind his bed and is like pulling out on him. He's like struggling. Then like Annie comes in and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I came in and you were screaming. And he's like, you tried to pull my head off and she's like it wasn't me but i don't know i think it might have been her i think it was uh, yeah. we, we all kind of had a little debate about I know, this we did, I don't... yeah i still think it was and i think that she was the one dreaming yeah. and i think peter's just like this is just my fucking life yeah i feel yeah. like he's just accepted that his mom yeah. wants to fucking kill him yeah but then she does tell him like don't tell dad about this mm-hmm. and then she says that she's the only one who can fix all of this and she grabs the book. Steve's sleeping on the couch downstairs, so obviously they're not sleeping in the same bed anymore. Um, so she takes the book that was in the fire, and then like her like left arm catches on fire. As but the book really does. slowly. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. doesn't even realize. No. And then she no realizes, and then she grabs the book and puts it as in her like arm stops burning. It's, really it's cool. weird that she like had that connection though, like yeah. like the the realization. Of- yeah. But she tried to put it out at first. On her arm, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, she was like, oh, what the fuck? And then took it out. But that's yeah. why it makes me think that she does know what's going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. But part of her is trying to fight against it. Yeah. Like, it makes me feel like she already is also, like, taken over yeah. in some way. So Annie goes back to Jones, um, but she's not home. And then, like, the camera is, like, inside of her apartment. You see Annie at the door. And it's, like, all decorated now. And there's, like... Little like ritual set up with Peter's picture in the middle and has like his eyes crossed out, then like all the little like gadgets that Charlie's been building is in there. Yeah. Um, it looks like a cult ritual. Mm-hmm. It's some kind yeah. of crazy yeah. bullshit. So Peter's at school, he's like outside with like eating lunch and like there's people all around him and like Joan is like outside like the gate. She's just like yelling at him. Um she's like she's like i peter i expel you and then like says like the four words that i mentioned before Mm -hmm. zaza paragon and then she like tells him to get out i expel you yeah and she's screaming and peter's kind of looking around yeah like is the guys fucking here yeah no one's doing anything yeah so some of the sorry yeah some of the other podcasts that i've listened to that have done an episode on this their their thought is that like she's trying to get like peter's soul. spirit or soul to leave his body so yeah, it's like right. just a completely empty vessel for yeah for payment to get into. yeah so then annie goes back to the house and she finds her mom's picture book that has joan in it um she finds like a book on king payman um he needs a male human body um he has like a picture of him like on like a horse with like three heads yeah. and basically like whoever summons payman gets riches much yeah yeah um but to me it's like who the fuck's getting the riches yo you're dead yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know if it's like (laughs) 
don't know. This is what I mean. I was like, well, who, who wants to do this? Yeah. But I mean, that? like there's certain religions Maybe it's like too that have riches that, like, like in the afterlife. Yeah. True. Yeah. True, true, yeah. true. That's what I was yeah. just trying okay. to get at. Like, yeah. There's some religions where if you do a certain thing, then you, you go to the afterlife and you have whatever yeah. you want. Basically. Yeah. Um, so then like Peter's like walking down like the hallway and then like you see the huge like light like cover the whole hallway is really cool mm-hmm. and like goes down to like the like classroom at the end um, and then it cuts back to Annie she goes in the attic and then like flies come out and then she finds Ellen Lee's body upstairs their heads missing <clears throat> and she has like a necklace on as well. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts back to Peter. He's in class, and then... when you see that orb light thing, you like yeah. you know something's about yeah. to happen every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so Peter's like sitting in class, and then like he starts to hear the clicking noise like all around, and he's like like freaking out, like looking all around, and he um, looks like shit at this. Yeah, point he does. Too. Like, he really does. Like you can really see the progression through. Yeah, and then like. The like teacher like asks a question or something and, like Peter like raises his hand like super weird like it's all contorted and stuff yeah. and then like, Peter's like Peter and then like he's like making these weird faces and like but his face also starts to be like swollen and like yeah. it's been like hit yeah mm-hmm. yeah but nothing had happened to him yeah. yeah and then like the girl he likes like turns around and is like Peter like what is going on and then like he just like smashes his head off like his desk and like, it's so fucked up and then like he does it again and then like he like second time he does it he like wakes up and then it's like screams screaming it's then, terrifying like it this is. this yeah. part of the movie is so uncomfortable like I think it's playing on a lot of people's fears <laughs> of just not having control over your body yeah it's true yeah. like just oh my yeah. god I couldn't even imagine and then, like it shows like kind of like above and like the whole class is like away from him and Peter's like by himself, like mm-hmm. on the floor with all the desks and shit. Yeah. He like full on smashes his fucking oh, yeah. face. He like breaks it's his bloody. nose. Yeah. He definitely breaks his nose. So then Steve gets Peter from school. Um and they're like on their way back and like it's like a green light, but Steve just like breaks down, starts crying. Like you don't really see see too much from Steve. Like he doesn't play that much of a part in this movie that mm-hmm. much. Which is like confusing because he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> But he's also not the bloodline. Um, yeah, so he doesn't really know what the fuck's going on. No. He's just kind of seeing his family crumble. And, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of, like, attempt to repair things at all. Yeah. Sure it is. And yeah. Peter just is a zombie in the back of the car mm-hmm. at this point, too. Yeah. Not yeah, doing anything. Yeah. So in the back of the house, Annie's telling him what was in the attic. Um, he doesn't believe her, but he goes up, and then he, like, comes down and is like, what, like what do you do like what are you doing like why did you call the police like he blames her he thinks that she dug up her body and brought yeah. it back um that's what we find out was the the grave desecration too was that somebody dug up the body yeah yeah so then um annie tells him that he has to destroy the book because she says that she's connected to it and t- she's too scared to pretty much do it mm-hmm. so she's just like you got to do it you got to get destroy it and then he won't do it. He says he's had enough of this. And then Annie grabs it and throws it in the fire. And then Steve immediately catches on fire. Yeah. Um, but she, so at this point, he is like really contemplating doing it. And she had dumped yeah. paint thinner all over the book, which is like yes. kind of bizarre because yeah. the book would have just caught on fire anyways. Yeah. You don't need yeah. the paint thinner. Exactly. And so he's about to go do it. And she's kind of just like sitting there crying. And you yeah. think it's because she thinks she's going to die. Yeah. And the second that he, he doesn't do it, she yeah. takes it 
and he says like you're you're crazy like you yeah. need to go get help finally like yeah. you've been waiting this whole movie for him to say you're nuts let's go and she takes it chucks it mm-hmm. and he's done yeah, like yeah. engulfed in flames yeah yeah the first time i watched it like that's surprised the fuck out of me me too know, like is it the last person that touches the book that gets fucked or like, i think that it was it... no I think that it was supposed to be him the whole time. So okay. like my theory is yeah. that she tried to get rid of it. And so it lit her on fire because to let her know, like you can't get rid of it yeah, yet. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. not time. And then, yeah, fuck, it was just fucked up. Or it's like, it's making her think that she's connected to the book so that she'll get rid of the book and then it will actually kill him but then the the second that he's like lit up in flames she's crying 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 and 2.5 seconds later she goes yeah and like it's just fine like she looks like a zombie um, this movie leaves like so much up to your own interpretation it really does that's why why i love it so Mm -hmm. much um so yeah then like during this transition like between night and day or day and night um it's like outside above the trios and like when it turns to night there's like you can see naked people yeah outside yeah and peter has just been asleep this whole fucking time yeah 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 i mean i probably would be too but his mom <laughs> screeching yeah um, i guess then... he did just smash his face <laughs> <laughs> and then like it's in peter's room and then it like shows out into the treehouse and there's the light that's on in the treehouse from peter yeah um so you know someone's in there and then, like, Peter wakes up, and then, like, he's sitting on his bed, and, like, and behind him, you see Annie, like, crying on the walls. It's super creepy. Yeah, this part. Yeah. This part made me upset. So, like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the movie the whole time. Like, I thought it was going to be kind yeah. of a cool culty, just yeah. kind of creepy. Like, you never saw a scary thing. It was yeah. always the people doing it because they were made to. And then when I saw her, like, crawling and shit, I was just yeah. kind of, like, there was nothing else like this in the movie. Yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah. It was confusing. Because no, I, I thought he had agree. to be in a male body. No, yeah. he's at his most powerful in a male body. I yeah. guess. Because he was in Charlie too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was just confusing. Um, so then Peter's like walking downstairs and then he finds Steve's uh, dead body. Um, Anne's like in the corner of the ceiling behind him, like up up top like hanging on it's creepy spider-man yeah and then like uh he turns around and then she's gone and then the naked guy or the guy from the beginning he's like standing in the doorway just like naked and he's just like smiling the, the weird same smiling way. Yeah. <laughs> so weird um and then like peter turns around and annie comes around out of the corner this part freaked the shit out yeah, of yeah. this part scares me every time and i know it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> it's like that one scene in uh I think it's The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. And like you can see there's like a kid, like a little girl playing in one of the back rooms. Have you seen it? Yeah. Seen it? Okay. yeah. I know you haven't, obviously. No. <laughs> but you can see like a little girl playing. Yeah. And then the woman like kind of goes and like looks or something. And then the kid like runs towards her. Yeah. And it turn, turns yeah. into like the fucking oh, female no, ghost. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. fucking scary. Like, um. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, so then Peter runs away from Annie. He like runs up into the attic, closes it, and then like Annie like is on the other side of the wall and just like smashing. But she's on her... the roof. Yeah, I she's hated just, this like, part. Smashing her head off of it. It's like what the fuck. It yeah, was cause... terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Because you can hear the knocking from in the attic, and yeah. you like if you remember, 
like the stairs to the attic is like one of those ladders that's like a pull down one. Yeah. So it's like, how yeah. the fuck is somebody knocking on there? Yeah. And then it pans out and it's fucking She's Tony Clutch is panning her face. Going, She's like nuts. snailing, yeah. but like it's her face yeah. just like knocking. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so then Peter's up there. There's more <laughs> naked people in the attic. He doesn't see them at this point. And then he finds an outline of a headless body. There's like pictures around or candles around it. Then it has like a picture of him from John's house. Yeah. Has his eyes taken out of it. Um, and then he's like looking at it. And like all you hear is this like, oh, this oh, like flesh tearing noise. Uh, uh, I couldn't and, watch like, this part. I know. It's so. At least you got warned by this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I think like the the sound is the thing that does it. For it me. was. Yeah. I had to have my ears plugged and then I could yeah. watch it. Yeah. It was oh, it was um, so so gross. So then like Peter like turns around and like Annie's like floating in like the air like just like cutting her head off with like piano a, like a piano wire. This gave oh, me goosebumps like the so whole gross. time the noise is going on. And she's yeah. like not in pain or anything like that. She's no, just like kind of staring and yeah. fucking cutting her head off with this thing. So then. Um, Peter sees the naked people in the attic and he like freaks out, jumps out the window, and I think he dies, but Or he gets like really know. close to death. Yeah. yeah. He's just weak probably, yeah. right? He's yeah. He's a weak body. Yeah. So then like you it's like on Peter's um body and then like you hear like the like tearing and then like It starts to go so it goes fast. So quick, yeah. <laughs> um and then like you just hear the head fall off and then like roll and then you see Paimon's leg go from Annie, like, float down into Peter. And then um, Annie's corpse, like, f- starts floating, like, towards the tree. It's, like, just, like, up into it. Yeah. Like, it looks so cool, like, when it does it. It doesn't look like it's, like, CGI or anything. No, it like, looks it looks, pretty... like, legit. And then um, Peter, like, starts walking towards the treehouse. And then, like, you see, like, the, the dog is dead. Um, and then Peter, like, does tongue-clicking noise, so you know Paimon, or Charlie is inside of him. And then there's, like, more naked people. Like, so much penis at this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're so, all old people, too. For the most part, yeah. yeah. So then Peter's going up the treehouse, and then there's, like, there's a bunch of naked people up there bowing. Um, Charlie's head is, like, on, like, this, like, king statue thing. So creepy. With a crown on it. Then, like, Annie and Ellen are, like, beside them and like it's cool because like ellen's body's like not decomposed but it's like a couple weeks old so yeah. it's like gross it's like yeah it's gross and then like annie's body's like fresh and like there's like blood like pooling around like where mm-hmm. her hand was just cut off yeah um, it's almost like they're like like praying to it or something yeah like that. and then it shows a picture of uh ellen lee and then like above it says like queen lee and then joan puts the crown on paymon or peter and then Joan says, oh, it's all right, Charlie. And then, like, that's where you pretty much find out that Charlie is yeah. inside Peter. Because, yeah. So then Joan says, Paimon, one of eight kings of hell, has corrected the first body and got him a new body. And then she says, hail Paimon. Mm-hmm. And he's just smiling. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Paimon liked charlie's bot like char- like charlie yeah and then but he needed a male body yeah so they got charlie and then peter's body yeah yeah so peter's pretty much like non-existent just his body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it quite the movie 
It is. <laughs> it is. That was sick first yeah. horror movie of uh, 2020. Probably and 2019. I actually don't think I watched any horror movies in 2019. No? No. no. Um, there were a lot of good ones that came out in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Or 2018. I don't know. Yeah. I have insomnia, though. So when I watch scary movies, man, it takes mm-hmm. it to the next yeah. level, and I just yeah. can't sleep. Yeah. You're already getting nightmares from this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this one was... Uh, Mark's number one for movies of the decade. Last decade, yeah. And I think it was my number two. Two, yeah. Let me see. I'm pretty sure it was. Of the decade, dude? No, it was my number three. Three? Oh, yeah, because you had Cabin in the Woods. I had Cabin in the Woods number two. Um, So, yeah, we both like this movie a lot. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah. Get in the reviews. Right. Should I go first because I don't watch yeah, yeah, sure. movies? So, yeah. So our reviews, it's two parts. There's a separate review for the storyline and a separate review for the quality of the movie. It's yeah. based nine out of, or Whatever out of ten. Whatever out of ten. From one to ten, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so obviously one is bad, ten is the best. Yeah. What are we starting with story? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for my story... You guys are gonna hate me. I gave it a six out of ten. So I really liked it. Like I like I loved the whole movie. I liked how it was kind of scary, but it left it up to your imagination. Like yeah. you were wondering, was he in somebody? Was he not in somebody? And then yeah. like the little creepy things that would happen, like looking in the reflection and your face is smiling yeah. creepily mm-hmm. at you, and Charlie like cutting off birds' heads and like all this weird shit that was happening. And then the last maybe yeah. twenty minutes, yeah. it kind of turned into more of like crazy shit like people crawling on the walls to find physics like people floating in the air and that kind of stuff like that was just a little bit confusing for me with the storyline and you didn't really get to understand more about where payment came from like what was her great-grandmother also trying to make this happen was her whole bloodline trying to make this happen or was it just hereditary from the grandma down that's Mm -hmm. that's the reason for my storyline the rest of my scores aren't aren't that bad so (laughs) this this is a movie that i think like i don't like movies that do prequels very often but i think a prequel movie to this would be yes super beneficial yeah yeah definitely and it would have to be ari aster that did it like with some more crazy shit yeah 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 like how did the grandmother get involved with it exactly yeah all right and i'm kind of like a sucker for somebody like I know a lot of people love open-ended movies like mm-hmm. um, Inception and stuff, but I kind of just want to know, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me know the Hopefully. end of the story. Just yeah. end it, please. Yeah. <laughs> end my suffering. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go. Sure. Well, you didn't do your quality. Oh, yeah, quality. quality, I have it. I think I gave it... Yeah, quality, I gave it an 8 out of 10 because I did think it was shot really well. I thought, like, um, the creative shots, like, going into the... The very opening scene when it's the, oh my God, what's it called? The miniatures. Yeah, the miniature. When it's the fucking miniature house <laughs> yeah. and then spanning into like the real house. I thought the acting quality was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you really felt the emotions. Yeah. I thought even like the scary scenes were done really well. Like they mm-hmm. were creepy. The sound effects were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even have to watch half the movie for you to feel yeah. scared yeah. or creeped out. Yeah. So yeah, eight out of ten for the quality for sure. Cool. Kind of makes up for my story. <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> um so for story i gave it a nine out of ten um i think i would actually agree with aaron like 
my if like, we did this on my first viewing, I would probably give it a similar score as you, yeah, like a seven or six or seven, just because like the first time you watch it, like it just at one point it just dumps all of this like gives you all this information and like you're still trying to like piece together like yeah. hey why did they do this why this but then like you kind of like don't know and then like i do agree at the end like kind of like the um possession stuff like just like just comes out of nowhere it's like kind of like forced but i do still like it so I, i'll give it a nine out of ten because like just watching it for the third time just like i know like what to pick up what on. is what like what's happening why they're doing this so yeah. like, i appreciate it more and like understand it but i just do like do love the story of like the king Paymon story and how like the grandma ellen like she like shaped and sacrificed like her whole family like literally everybody even like her husband and son and daughter and like grandchildren like everybody's like she sacrificed yeah. to bring their family riches mm. in the afterlife pretty yeah. much which yeah. i think is cool so I gave it a nine out of ten for story. Okay. Um, and then quality, I gave it a ten out of ten. Um, this movie's fucking gorgeous. Acting like all around, like from everybody, like all the four main people was just amazing. Um, the like look of it, the editing from like the like just the shots going from like day to night, but like everything stays except for like the day and the mm-hmm. night change or like. Like the opening scene you said with like the house like you don't see anything change and it's like how do they do that yeah. <laughs> oh there's like, people here now it's amazing yeah. yeah um and then like the effects like at the end i thought really good with like annie's body and like just her head like just the sound sound design oh, i thought it was amazing so yeah 10 and 10 for quality cool um brooke i had the same scores as you did like for both okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so story was nine out of ten. <clears throat> I said hereditary tells two stories and tells both of them very effectively. The first is a tale of trauma and how different members of a family deal with them, and the second is a supernatural cult that Ellen was involved in or created. Uh, I said each story alone isn't really perfect, but the two of them together are super impressive yeah. for uh, a rookie director. Yeah, yeah, considering that's, this is first true movie. Too, actually. Oh, true. Yeah. I didn't take that into consideration. Yeah, come on. I know it, it was a really good story. Um, quality ten out of ten. Every scene in the movie is so effective at making you feel exactly like Ari Aster wants you to. Um, yeah. like there's sadness, anger, fear, remorse, empathy, sympathy, etc. Uh, the movie's an absolute grab bag of emotions, and it's what makes it so good. Um. This is one of those movies that, like, you finish watching it and you just want to read every exactly. piece of information you can find yeah. on it. Like, where are the hidden clues of everything? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I definitely did that. I had a solid, yeah. like, Google search yeah. after I watched the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the acting was amazing. The The score was perfect. The tone and setting were awesome. Visual effects, all that shit, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm just paraphrasing what you said, Yeah. basically. But, yeah, 9 out of 10 for story and 10 out of 10 for quality. Like I like your point you made about like feeling the emotions of the movie. Like I think that's why I like it so much. And like you really do feel for the characters, like yeah. especially Annie and Peter. Like oh, yeah. the way they, oh man, it's amazing. You even almost kind of feel for the dad, even though you don't yeah. see him so much. Every yeah. time you do see him, he seems so stressed. Yeah, yeah. like so what hopeless. the fuck am I supposed to yeah. do with this right mm-hmm. now? It's crazy. Yeah. And I think after you talked about it being his first, I completely forgot, and it made me think of how. 
he intentionally wanted it to be just a family like drama mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense that the last end of it yeah. where it was really horror yeah. it kind of does make sense it would have yeah. been interesting yeah. to see what the ending was like for it to be just a family drama yeah. Like, yeah. i wonder if he has it anywhere i would love to read that yeah if he had like a second yeah movie. just like the storyline all right let's see what the people at rotten tomatoes thought about it all right so the critics consensus on rotten tomatoes Hereditary uses its classic setup as the framework for a harrowing, uncommonly unsettling horror film whose cold touch lingers long beyond the closing credits. And I think we've all kind of agreed on that from our reviews. Uh, We've already done this, but I I don't know if you remember the critic score or not, but do you guys want to guess on what what it was? I forget. Okay, perfect. I think the critics are going to give it a lower, so like, I don't know, 60. Okay. Brooke? I forget. I kind of remember, but I just go like a 92. All right. So the critics scored at 89% oh, shit. on 356 votes. Oh, shit. And Aaron, you're close to the audience score oh, okay. of 66% right. with yeah. 12,000 votes. Okay. Mm. That makes I sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know why the audience would have. It's the last few minutes, I'm it, telling yeah, you. I'm maybe. telling you. Yeah. It could have been just as scary without the floating and without defying physics yeah. crawling on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, it was really cool, but I think she would have just been as terrifying if she's standing there and he's like, Mom. And then she just starts chasing after him. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, bye. Yeah. Actually, one of these reviews that I'm about to read is kind of exactly what you're saying. So okay. It's perfect. <clears throat> um, so a good critic review from John Tomes. Uh, Hereditary is a real wonder, insane and disturbing, and continues to confirm the decade that we live as one of the most creative and stimulating in the history of horror movies. And like fucking truer words cannot be spoken. Yeah. Like this decade has been nuts for horror movies. It really has. And the bad critic review um, from Andrew Kendall. This movie does terrify in moments, but its movement from humanistic horror to inexplicably supernatural mm. in the last third feels unsatisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's basically exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the one good audience review that I have from Brendan N. This is kind of long, but oh well. Catphrase. <laughs> um, what was happening here? Fucking computer. There we go. So from Brendan N. This messed up film is on my top nine of 2018. It is a journey and it is only full of dread. There are moments that are too much and it's tough to watch. I get the divided audience review much like The Witch. It's not straightforward horror, and that is hard to gain an audience. Tony Collette should have taken out Best Actress. Uh, her performance was amazing. Gabriel Byrne is rock solid in support, and it's great to see him in a role that he that deserves his presence. The film spirals to the finale, and if you can't board the train, it won't sit, sit well with you. Uh, this is a film that audiences will find in the coming years, and I feel the word of mouth will be kind. The critics loved it, but the audience was divided, which is a good thing. Mm. And there's some more of it too, but I yeah. don't need to. But yeah. All right. Hmm. He does a top nine. That's very weird. Yeah, that is weird, eh? <laughs> Never even thought of that. <clears throat> and the bad audience review from Dan M. Incredibly dull and disturbing. Hereditary is a poorly made film. The story allows an artist who turns to witchcraft to contact her daughter when she dies in a car accident, um, but she soon discovers that she's awakened an evil spirit. 
Tony Collette gives a fairly decent performance. Like, what movie I think are you this, watching? Yeah, this person's review is so irrelevant. Yeah. How did they get that from this movie? I don't know. And he even gave away, like, a huge plot point in his review, too, which is kind of annoying. Talking yeah. Talking about the accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like, and also, like, the, the whole point of the movie isn't just to talk to her daughter. Like, that's not when shit goes wrong. Yeah, no. Boy, what did you watch? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know, because... Disagree. Yeah, we'll say that. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you live? Paymont's <laughs> <laughs> coming for you. I'm gonna go fucking Jane Silent Bob on your ass. <laughs> uh, okay, Brooke, you want to start with the scare rating? Yeah. Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10 okay. for scare rating. Um, just like the one part at the end, like, that gets, it's gonna be every time, but like, just like the whole feel of the movie, like, at the end, like, I don't know. It just scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And like, you kind of like know what's happening, but like the family like doesn't understand that they're being like manipulated by Joan. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do anything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Here. Okay, so for my scare rating, I actually did give it a 9 out of 10 as well. Um, I think that I would have gave it that 10 out of 10 if the crawling bullshit didn't happen because yeah. it made me giggle at first. Yeah. It was terrifying, but yeah. that part made me giggle. But I, I loved how the trailer kind of set you up for you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, they just showed me all the scary parts. And then while you're watching the movie, you're kind of even more scared because yeah. you think the terrifying things are yeah. happening and they don't happen. Yeah. And they give you the the little scares at the start. Like, oh, this unexpected, horrible accident is uh-huh. terrifying. Yeah. And then even more crazy shit happens. Like, yeah. cutting off her own head. Like, yeah. lighting your husband on fire, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was terrifying. The whole the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer doesn't give it that atmosphere. Yeah. Right. Uh, for this watch, I gave it 7 out of 10 my first watch was most likely like a nine or a 10. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was expecting a lot of it. I mean, there was still parts that it, like made me jump a little bit, but yeah. But like I said, the whole atmosphere of it is kind of what scary, scary. Yeah. yeah. And the build up of everything, the acting, yeah. even yeah. like the sounds, all of it. It's just scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Aaron, do you think you would survive? Um, I think yes, A, because I'm a girl, so I would assume that I'm hopefully going to be able to make it, and if my mom started doing crazy-ass shit like that when I was young, like having paint thinner on me and me yeah, waking up yeah. with a match, I'd be like, okay, put me into foster care, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Government, take me. Up. Yeah, <laughs> someone adopt me. Yeah. <laughs> I would you? definitely, yeah, survive. Um, probably not. No. I, I don't think I would. Because I think that this whole situation would have already already got gone too far. Mm. Like so much of the family have already like died. So like the whole step by step is already too far. I think for for me to change anything in it. I think yeah. you'd be Peter for sure. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. And like I think like. Like we said last time, like why wouldn't Steve just call the cops? But like, the fuck are the cops gonna do? Like, yeah, there's it's not a, much. a supernatural thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Take her away. Yeah. Well, I think he said call the cops because there's a fucking dead body in there. Yeah. 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 
Well, yeah, because he says to to Annie, like, why didn't you call the cops? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, why are you not calling the cops yeah. right now? Yeah. Still been exactly. Yeah. Um, Brooke, I'm with you. I said it's pretty hard to survive a god of hell whenever he wants to get to you. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Mean. Yeah. There's no other way around it. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the trivia. There was a lot on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the trailers for Hereditary was accidentally shown at the beginning of the PG-rated family-friendly film <laughs> Peter Rabbit in Inalu, Western Australia. That's so annoying. It caused a small panic in the theater with parents fleeing the cinema with their kids. The theater eventually shut the screen off and offered every audience member a complimentary movie pass to apologize for the mistake. Um, Ari Aster requested that Alex Wolf and Millie Shapiro go out to eat in character a few times. They would sit up or they would sit for up to three hours in silence while Millie wouldn't speak and Alex would try to get her to talk. I feel like, like this would be so frustrating. I know. That's um, so crazy. Yeah. Um, Tony Collette has called Ari Aster the most prepared director she's ever worked with. Oh, wow. And keep in mind, this is his first movie, so that's a pretty impressive thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I've said about you. Uh, at around an hour and six minutes... To make the chalkboard write on itself, the special effects team put a magnet in the chalk and put a magnet on the other side of the chalkboard to make the chalk move. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult to get a small magnet inside the chalk and make it write smoothly. Okay. And it is pretty smooth. Like, it looks good. Yeah, it does look really good. It's really cool. You can kind of tell it's, like, a little bit jumpy. Like, like now that you know it's a magnet, you can kind of tell. But, I mean, they did well with what it it was. Uh, The producer said that it worked out well that uh, Gabriel Byrne and Alex Wolf had worked together and Alex and Millie Shapiro knew each other from school because it made Tony Collette the outsider, which mirrored Annie's character and feelings of alienation within mm. her own family. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Did you see the one about the, the cut footage? The trivia? I don't know. So on this one, it said that um, Alex Wolf said the original film could have been for over three oh, hours Oh, yeah, long. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And that it was... This, the cut footage was all family dialogue, so I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. my story rating would have went up if we got more of, like, a background. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. So it would have been interesting to yeah, see all the cut footage. I don't know if I'd want, it, want the movie to be three hours long. No. Yeah. I don't that's how the long same is this with... movie? I forget. I think it was, like, an hour and a half, wasn't it? I think so. An hour 45, I don't know. Or maybe two. It might have been It's the same two. as, like, Midsummer, like, it's two and a half hours, and there's the yeah. director's cut, which is, like, three hours. Yeah. I think we watched the director's cut, didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't watch that? But yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if they ever did, like, release a director's cut of this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I have the DVD, but I've never checked to see the deleted scenes or anything like that, so I don't know. Oh, you should. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it's actually two hours and seven minutes. This? Yeah. It's not bad, though, for a scary movie. Like, you can make it another two and and a half hours kind of thing and get a lot of that in there. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's all I have. All right. All right. Does anyone else have anything? No. No. No good. I don't think so. Okay. Um, so for our next movie, Brooke, this will just be you and I. Um, we're going to be doing The Lighthouse. Ooh. Yay. And neither one of us have seen it. Yay. Nice. <laughs> so excited. I know, finally, right? Yeah. We've, well, I've been kind of holding off on watching it because I knew that that's what I wanted to do next. Yeah. But. I bought it on DVD or on Blu-ray like two two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And it's just been sitting it. there. No, it's like really bothering me. Yeah, you don't even have it hidden. It's just no, it's fine. Yeah. Right Watch me. Yeah, sweet. I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, me too. Nice. 
All right. Uh, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. And I want to thank you, Aaron, for coming and yeah. doing this Thanks. again. Yeah, thank you guys for having me and yeah. all for the listeners. Like, take it easy on me. I've uh, never done a podcast before, don't watch horror movies. So, it's a lot of news. I think you did good. Thank no, you. Did. <laughs> and I guess so. That's, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. all, folks. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thank you.